Welcome to our weekly podcast, Two Sisters, Two Planets. We're two sisters born 10 years apart. I'm Giselle and I'm 23. I'm Vanessa and I'm 33. We're bringing two very different perspectives on mental and physical health topics with the purpose of helping you navigate this crazy, crazy planet. Don't get us wrong, we have no idea what we're doing, but at least we can all be lost together. (laughs) That's very true. Welcome to episode four. four. I can't believe we've gotten this far. I know. Without killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we're very excited about today's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about self-esteem and self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into the juicy part, um, I have to provide our disclaimer that we are not psychological professionals. Mm-hmm. We are not psychologists. We are not uh, physicians uh, or mental health uh, professionals. Mm-hmm. So... Um, any information uh, given to you today in this episode will be purely our opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not medical advice. If you need professional advice, please go to a professional mm-hmm. um, about these topics. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this week we actually went on Instagram and asked you guys to tell us of a time when you felt unworthy. Um, We did get a lot of good feedback, um, and there's a few that we could relate to, and we wanted to discuss two of them that stood out to us. Um, So the first one um, was from a person that said that their ex was using them to practice for future relationships. Hmm. So this is pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. I feel like I saw red as soon as I read that one. I know that's... Probably not productive mm-hmm. to someone who's, you know, part of a mental health podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but it like, I feel like we've always, we've, we've all kind of been in a similar position to that where, mm-hmm. where someone yeah. has made us feel below them. Mm-hmm. And I, 100%. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I was so upset about that. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. And how dare he like tell her, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm. Uh, you're going to be great practice for my future relationships. Like, like what? Oh, so you're admitting to wasting her time, mm-hmm. um, basically saying that you don't care for her affections or her love, that they're just, mm-hmm. you know, that you have other plans with them. Yeah, no. Or other plans. You That's know? insane. Yeah. And I can definitely relate to that personally. Um, I think my biggest, well, this made me feel unworthy. I can definitely tell you the time where I felt unworthy mm-hmm. um, related to this um, as far as relationships are concerned. Um, for m- one of my relationships, that was my very first relationship ever. I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, this was a guy that I thought I was going to marry. You know, it's your first love. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's it. You know, the whole yeah. world revolves around this one person. You think right. you're like, nobody can tell you anything about oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was, he was my whole world, you know? And um, basically, he ended up cheating on me when I was 15. And, like, he he wanted to, like, have sex. And I just didn't 
want to. I was very young. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And he didn't respect my boundaries. And so he basically broke up with me. But I had a feeling that somebody else was involved. And I knew exactly who it was, too. And it was one of my not close friends, but a friend that I knew, um, like a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. And I knew because one day we went to a homecoming dance and he was like staring at her the whole time. And that was about two weeks before we broke up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's just, that's a little weird. Like I couldn't get that out of my head. And so basically the next day after we broke up, he was making out with her in school. And, you know, I was 15, we were together for a year, and I thought this was a guy, you know, I, my whole life was shattered, I felt, at the moment. And that was definitely a time that I felt super unworthy, you know, mm. you feel like, what the heck, like, this guy portrayed himself to be something that he wasn't. Like this Prince Charming. Yeah. And then he breaks up with you because you don't want to basically let him use your body, you just yeah. don't want him you don't want to have sex. You're not ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just that's heartbreaking. Like, ugh, yeah. I don't know. Men sometimes. <laughs> Men sometimes. Crazy. I mean, and, and I mean, I, I don't want to take this for granted either. You mm -hmm. were what? 15. Yeah, I was he 15. was what? 16. He was 16. I mean, hormones, hormones <laughs> and kids will be kids. Yeah. But I feel like there, there could have been a kinder way to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, at least and it, it'll always, obviously, I'll always be biased because I saw your side of it, mm -hmm. you know? So you you really fell into a dark, dark depression. And I think what, it didn't help because this wasn't just like a school relationship, mm -hmm. you know? Like our families knew each other. Mm -hmm. Like we were hanging out with his family all yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. um, we were in a band together. Yeah, you were in a band. So mm -hmm. rehearsals and this, we had come to know him really, really well. Like mm -hmm. he... Like we had already accepted him into our circle. Yeah. Um, and then it was just kind of ruthless how he did it. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it Very. was like he basically dumped you yeah. to the curb when you said no. And then um, the next, what, few months, right? Mm -hmm. It was like it, seven, He eight was months. like making out with her in public. Yeah, he right? was showing her off. And wasn't he like talking in class yes. about all of his like sexual Yo. advent? And you were sitting there in front yes. of him and it was... We both had a psych class together and he sat next to me and he was literally talking about the chick like next to me about how he lost his virginity to her, how he's going to take her to prom, how he's going on vacation with her, how like talking about her body, about pictures that she sent him, like all in front of me. So it's like straight up torture yeah, straight every up. single day for weeks. Yeah, it was right? horrible for months. For months, yeah. And um, we ended up getting back together because I'm a dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I, again, I was a kid. Like, I feel like it, I wouldn't do that now. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, I right. wouldn't have gotten back with somebody like that. But right. at the time, I, you know, I chose to forgive him. We got back together. He ended up cheating on me again, like Shocker. five years. Yeah, five years into Shocker. my relationship. <laughs> and yeah, he, it was just something else. So the second time around, I didn't feel unworthy because I kind of, I, I felt so much pain that first time. Mm -hmm. And throughout our relationship, I never truly trusted him again because I kept looking at the girl's Instagram. Like I kept like thinking, what does she have that I don't, you know, like for years. Yeah. And I, I got in that crazy cycle. And then kind of when he cheated on me, it was in a way like a sense of relief, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, this guy's garbage. Like, yeah. time to move on, you yeah. know? You were wasting your time and you knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, when you got back with him that second time, or when you got back with him, period, after that event, because mm-hmm. remember, I mean, you were you were depressed for months. Yeah. I mean, it, it took everything we had mm-hmm. um, to kind of, we were worried. Mm-hmm. We were really, really worried. And when you got back with him, I remember crying. And I'm not mm-hmm. one who cries very frequently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very logical person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not that, that crying makes you illogical, but I'm just, usually I can... I can figure things out and I don't, you know, I just, I just don't cry a lot. I'm just mm-hmm. not, not an emotional person. But, um, man, when I heard that you had gotten back with him, I like tears came to my eyes and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh no, like mm-hmm. this is just because of, I felt like all of that time mm-hmm. we had finally gotten you in, into a place where you were feeling better about yourself. Mm-hmm. You were, you were like on a roll, you yeah. know, and you were happy being alone and mm-hmm. that's always that's always, I I feel like that's everyone's goal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you were back to being happy, being alone. And um, all of a sudden you're back with this guy and it's like, oh my God, it was like hitting the restart button for me. I was like, oh. Bad idea, just a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) But you live and you learn. (laughs) Yeah, you live and you learn. You got to learn a million times. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys know from last episode, uh, I basically won that game. Mm-hmm. because of all you my... won that game or you lost it oh i lost that game technically you lost yeah, it technically I, lost. I mean you had the most drinks yeah boom so i lost lost it yeah 100 yeah. yeah. all those uh yeah and it, you guys couldn't count or see the drinks but <laughs> you could definitely hear the yeah. <laughs> the giggling in the background from her yeah <laughs> but you know um i can't judge i mean i went i had a on and off again relationship you know, with my college boyfriend and a lot of red flags were ignored there too. And it ended up being a wasted, I don't want to call it wasted time, Mm -hmm. but it, you know, I I dedicated a lot of my time to that relationship, a good five, four or five years. And at the end it didn't work out. So I used to think of it as wasted time, Mm -hmm. but, um, it really isn't. I think your past relationships, like you always come out of your relationships with, with a new understanding, mm, right? Like yeah. this epiphany, like, oh, well, I I need to work on these things, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I can't be with someone who's like this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And what I did like about this person was that and that and that and that. And, you know, like you, you learn more about yourself and mm-hmm. you learn more about what you're willing to... Um, work with in a relationship and what you're willing what you're not willing to work with in in a future relationship so Mm -hmm. um yeah no judgment here yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the second um response we got to our uh question on instagram tell us of a time when you felt unworthy um was from someone who um had served what was in the military and she served in Afghanistan, I believe. Um, and she's actually, she struggled, if not, you know, struggling right now with survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. So, um, she, it's a reoccurring thing for her. Um, just to break it down, um, you know, she saw, um, loved ones, friends of Mm -hmm. hers, um, die on on in Afghanistan mm-hmm. um and I don't know if you guys have have um heard of survivor's guilt much but basically it's it's this guilt that a survivor of either a, a catastrophe 
or you know war they they kind of struggle with understanding or or comprehending why did i survive and mm-hmm. she didn't or mm-hmm. he didn't you know what what made me um why am i here yeah. basically mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a deep one that's a very that's deep a deep one. one because at the end of the day that's like like you're you're going through like an existential crisis at that point mm-hmm. you know you're like why am i here why did she why did this happen to her i was right next to her why why am i here mm-hmm. um and you feel that pain and you just feel that guilt um so that one that one touched us very deeply mm-hmm. um and so we felt like it deserved a mention here so um you know she she lost a few friends out in afghanistan when she was serving over there and so um that guilt makes her feel unworthy. That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's very sad because I don't think, you know, um, the war has been over for a few years now, but it was a very, very long war. And mm-hmm. I think um, now with COVID and everything, people have shifted their gaze mm-hmm. elsewhere and their attention elsewhere. Um, but we can't forget that there's a lot of young people or youngish people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In their thirties, in their, you know, in their late twenties who mm-hmm. maybe not late twenties, what like, early, yeah, it could be late twenties, early thirties, late thirties, mm-hmm. um, who are dealing with a lot of stuff. Like they were out there, they were in Afghanistan, they were in Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're struggling, you know, they come, they're back home with their life, but um, and back with their families, but they're still dealing with the consequences mm-hmm. of everything that they saw there. Of course. Um, so I hope that that um, as a community we can continue to be aware and be empathetic mm-hmm. um, towards our soldiers mm-hmm. um, who have bravely served our country and who are dealing with things that you and I couldn't even imagine, mm-hmm. couldn't even fathom. Um, for the sake of our freedoms and for the lives we get to live today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, thank you guys. Thank you so much for responding to our uh, Instagram question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do appreciate the feedback. I also have to give props to everyone who has been texting us yeah. and um, sending us direct messages mm-hmm. um, through Instagram about how much they're enjoying Mm -hmm. the podcast i would say it's about even Uh, i had a lot of people reach out about the depression episode and then i had about an even number of people um reach out about the uh, red flags flags episode so um (laughs) you guys are enjoying it and it makes it all worth it for us Mm -hmm, like we love getting those messages so um and you know what the day that it's not something positive like you guys want to give like constructive criticism please feel free to do that too like if you're like hey i think this would be a good idea or or try this like we're totally open to that but we are just like grateful very grateful mm-hmm. very grateful because we love doing this like this is our kind of sister bonding time yeah. every sunday mm-hmm. and um we love that you guys are enjoying it as mm-hmm. much as we are so thank you yeah um and then yeah so why don't you introduce the topic today yeah so today we're gonna be talking about self-esteem and self-worth and we're gonna start off with the difference between them so we're going to start with self-worth. Um, self-worth is really um, how you feel. Like, 
it's like a foundation of how you feel. So mm-hmm. it's not circumstantial. So whether you go through something bad, um, something uncalled for, something uncomfortable, you will still in the back of your mind believe that you do deserve love that mm-hmm. you do have innate value as an individual mm-hmm. um so like i said it's not circumstantial so you're the circumstantial is what can be considered the self-esteem right 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 mm-hmm. well <clears throat> yeah from from my understanding because we had to google this like yeah. we had to look into this <laughs> mm-hmm. um and actually Dr. Gooden's article on how to cultivate a sense of unconditional self-worth. I believe she presented on TED Talk as well. Mm -hmm. Um, She kind of gave a good explanation about the difference between self-esteem and Mm self-worth. So I would definitely recommend that article, guys, if you wanted to learn a little bit of, you know, Mm -hmm. like more details about the difference between the two. But um, so, yeah, it's like you were saying, self-worth is like that foundation. Like Mm -hmm. these horrible things can be happening in your life. Um, you may have failed at something, you may have, you know, something horrible may have happened to you, but you still have this core belief in you. Like mm-hmm. you still have this, this, um, this understanding that you deserve to be alive. You deserve to take up space here mm-hmm. on earth and you, des- you, you have value as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, now the interesting part, uh, which Dr. Gooden had mentioned about this one is that it's self-worth that's actually distorted when depressed. Uh, so usually when, um, when people are dealing with depression, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that they have a low self-esteem, it's that they have a low self-worth mm-hmm. and it's because their, um, their value and their role in this life is distorted by the depression. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was, that was pretty eye-opening. Um, and then self-esteem is like what you were saying, like mm-hmm. it's circumstantial, right? Yeah. So it's, um, your self-esteem can be lowered by an event, right? Like a mm-hmm. breakup. Yeah. Um, or maybe um, your self-perception of a certain ability or um, a failure or an accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. Or your social position. Um, so basically... Um, and it if- fluctuates, too. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Self-esteem fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like your own self-evaluation mm-hmm. of how you perform a certain task or, or um, how where you fall in in your ability to complete a, or to have a certain ability. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're an athlete, you know, you might have low self-esteem if you're constantly being benched mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. Um, like I said, the breakup, um, if you get fired because you mm-hmm. couldn't perform a task mm-hmm. the way you thought you should perform it, that could lead to, um, low self-esteem. So that's basically the difference. I mean, they both go hand in hand. Yeah. They're both mm-hmm. related, but a self self-esteem is basically just more derived from your abilities and accomplishments. Um, and it's just lowered by your self-perception mm-hmm. of certain skills yeah. of, of how you accomplish certain skills or your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so forth is that foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, and now we're gonna go into the strategies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay, so we do have strategies um, that we searched up um, to basically get that confidence back. You know, mm-hmm. if you feel mm-hmm. low self-esteem, if you feel mm-hmm. unworthy, mm-hmm. these are some things. Like I said, we're not psychologists or anything, but these are strategies that maybe you can implement in your day-to-day life to. Mm-hmm to help you, you know, to get that confidence back. So 
Right. We're going to start off. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start off with the first one, um, which is forgive yourself for past mistakes. Um, So I had a friend reach out to me and, you know, he kind of just opened up um, after a while about something that he's been dealing with for a while. And he told me, he was like, um, you know, he felt that he was unworthy of love due to his past mistakes in his relationships. Mm. So, you know, he felt that he didn't do the things that he should have in a relationship. And mm-hmm. he, he didn't go into detail, but, um, you know, he just couldn't forgive himself for those past mistakes. And, you know, my strategy, my advice for that, I guess, would be, you know, to think about it this way. If you tend to look in the past and like constantly replay those mistakes that you've made, you will not, like it's a standstill. You will not allow yourself to grow, to move forward, to learn from those mistakes and not do them again, you know? Right. You have to, you have to kind of see it as, okay, I did this, I messed up, Um, I'm human because Mm -hmm. we all mess up. Yeah. But I am worthy of love and I am worthy of whatever it is that I want um, because those mistakes do not define us. And I think that's a big one. We think that when we do something wrong, that's very impactful to another individual or to us. It's it's almost like we define ourselves as that, that mistake, that mistake that. Mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a big one to take into consideration. You know, whenever you commit a mistake, like for instance, there are some people I know that have cheated on their their um, um, significant on their significant other, other. Mm-hmm. and you know I don't condone cheating. Like let me right, just say right. that right here. But um, you know sometimes people are in circumstances where you know they just don't know how to end a relationship. You know, for instance, like I don't know. It's just I don't think that that. Like makes it, you you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, you always have that option to mm-hmm. change exactly your way. Like yeah. you do it one time and you regret it, then just you know change it. It doesn't yeah. make you unworthy of love. Mm-hmm. So that's an, an example, and I think um, that's just a big one. You guys should definitely forgive yourselves because if you don't forgive yourself, you're not gonna live a fulfilling life. You're not gonna right. let yourself be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it will keep you from taking risks yeah. right because mm-hmm. i mean future relationships just you know you, you just discover a little bit more about yourself mm-hmm. in every relationship and For if sure. you're just if you're at a standstill and you're in the same spot just you know because of this guilt you're mm-hmm. really not um you're not giving yourself a chance exactly you know to grow as a person mm-hmm. whether the next relationship works or not mm-hmm. you know um so that one's a good one forgive yourself for past mistakes and um and by the way, these all of these strategies, these four strategies that, that we're going to discuss, including this one that we just uh, spoke about, they are from Dr. Gooden's article. So I just want to make sure that, you know, credit is given where it's due. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're moving on to strategy number two, practice self-acceptance. And so basically this is um, accepting your flaws and um, and the way you are, just accepting you mm-hmm. right um so this one this one rings true for me i <clears throat> most of you have met me but for those that haven't um 
I've always had a huge issue with self-acceptance because I was um, born with um, like some physical challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like I, I, when I learned how to walk, I was walking on my toes, and it's just basically because I was born with my Achilles tendon too shortened, like mm-hmm. it was too too tight and too small. So um, when I started walking, I started walking on my toes. And um, it it was the weirdest thing to watch me walk, to mm-hmm. watch me run. I mean, it was rough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, um, you know, and it, it's not, it wasn't like a, a little ballerina tiptoeing. It didn't look cute like that, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it yeah. was like, you know, my feet were turned in. I was tiptoeing. My um, It was causing, like, my, like, some scoliosis mm-hmm. because it was kind of like my body was kind of, trying to adapt to that and Mm -hmm. so it caused um it caused some issues physically for me and it wasn't until the age of 10 that they were able to operate on me to resolve it um so I had a huge issue with self-acceptance I mean to the point where I remember I was getting bullied obviously Mm -hmm. I mean I feel like, you know, when you're a kid you just want to fit in. Mm -hmm. There was no fitting in for me. You know, it, it just wasn't an option. Like, mm-hmm. people would just see me walking, and kids would just see me walking, and it was, like, this constant staring and a constant, like... And when it wasn't bullying, it was asking questions, like, why do you walk like that? Why do you do this? Why mm-hmm. do you do that? So um, I remember laying in bed at night. God knows how many nights I did this, but and I, as early as first grade, praying to God. Mm-hmm. God, please, if you love me, let me wake up normal. Like, let me, and it was, you know, it, it was, it was just hard. And it's been a battle like that ever since, Mm -hmm. you know, I I mean, it's been, I still deal with issues of self-acceptance, but it's gotten better. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the interesting part of it all. Um, My physical issue had a, um, like I've struggled with self-acceptance because of it, mm-hmm. you know, but I also became who I am because of it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like the that physical issue made me feel like I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be honest, I probably had low self-esteem and a bit of self-worth. It definitely caused depression for me. Um, I was definitely depressed about it at one point, um, but because it was because I saw it as a shortcoming because I saw it as um I saw myself as a failure like I I was like I want to you know and I and by nature I'm a competitive person Mm -hmm. you know I want to play soccer I wanted to do this I wanted to do that and I couldn't do any of it just Mm -hmm. because those high intensity sports like you know my parents were worried I would I would injure myself Mm -hmm. so I had to become good at something else and I ended up just delving into academics. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I can't be an athlete, and I can't be this, and I can't be that. So let me find my worth somewhere else, because it's not going to be in the physical realm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to do something else to prove my worth, which isn't isn't healthy for a child to be, you know, calculating mm-hmm. that. Because at the end of the day, you know, my parents loved me; they would have loved me either way. But I felt like I was unworthy Mm -hmm. because I had all of these physical limitations. Um, And in order to find worth within myself, I had to become really good at something else. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up, you know, being really good with 
academia and I'm really into school and, you know, and I'm really comfortable now. And I, I continue to challenge myself career wise, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working for the school district, but I also have my own, you know, private practice. And, um, it's definitely, it's had a good impact on me in mm-hmm. that realm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stable and I have a nice career that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel very confident about my my skills, my pro- my professional skills. Mm. Um, but to this day, I'm still battling with self acceptance. I'm mm. when I come into a room and I'm trying to present myself in one way. As soon as that person breaks eye contact with me to look down at my leg, mm-hmm. that still kills me mm-hmm. to this day. Um, it doesn't hurt as much as it used to, but it still kills me because it's automatically like. Oh, Mm-hmm. Like I want, I'm trying to portray this perception of myself and this, the way I walk, the way I, you know, will always, it, it's always going to be there. It's mm-hmm. always going to take that from me. Mm-hmm. So self-acceptance is definitely, um, something that, that I struggle with. And I know that a lot of you struggle with mm-hmm. accepting the way you are, accepting the way you look, accepting the family you were born into, accepting, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of. I know a lot of you can relate to practicing self-acceptance. For sure. Um, So I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now we're going to talk about um, number three, which is be there for yourself. So um, this, to me, I can definitely relate to this one. Um, You know, sometimes we like to... I'm a people person, Mm -hmm. for sure. So I like being able to contact my sister for instance Mm -hmm. and which is the one i contact the majority of the time (laughs) and ask her for advice um if i'm going through something i want i her to be there for me you know Mm -hmm. i feel like if i didn't have her if i didn't have you know a support group i would feel like i had nothing you know like i wouldn't feel as confident like to be you know, to have high self-esteem again about a circumstance, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. being there for yourself is really acknowledging how you are feeling and comforting yourself. So you don't, you basically, you don't need somebody to tell you what you already know. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you shouldn't be dependent on other people to make you feel good about yourself. Right. And as long as you have that awareness that you, you know, that you're you're good enough to get through this and that you have the you know the ability to get through it you can be there for yourself and i think that's really important to keep in mind um you know because sometimes people get busy too you know yeah and i think be there for yourself also includes like like get yourself help Mm -hmm. you know if you feel like you Mm -hmm. need um, help from family, from friends, from professionals, be there for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh yeah, I'm advocate a, for yourself. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I used to not really be into like the personal growth stuff. Like I used to really like not acknowledge my like flaws when I was younger, younger, you know, but, um, I find myself that, you know, when I have anxiety or I'm depressed or something, I find 
things to help me with it. You know, like mm-hmm. the meditation or going to the gym mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm actually looking to go to a psychologist now because I think that's super important. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know why that's such a taboo thing to say. I don't like, know. I mean, people hire personal trainers to work on their bodies. I don't understand why you wouldn't you get know, a psychologist, like reach out to a psychiatrist yeah. or a psychologist to help with your mental health, mm-hmm. you know, like. It could be detrimental if you don't. Like exactly. mental health problems don't go away. They don't. They don't. They, they don't just disappear. Mm-hmm. They need to be addressed. You need strategies mm-hmm. to cope with them. Um, yeah, I completely agree. For sure. And I know sometimes we think that we can do things like, like we can f- just figure it out. But like, a psychologist. I've gone to a psychologist before when I was younger, and to be honest. They, they don't tell you what to do, but they get, it's just all strategies. Like they almost like open your mind to like mm-hmm. help you see clearly, you know? Yeah. You're doing the mm-hmm. most talking yeah. there. They're just kind of, it's like they're giving you leading questions yeah. and you're just kind of going with the flow and then you're drawing your own conclusions. You're like, oh, that, okay. Yeah. That, I, this makes sense. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. So they're kind of opening your perspectives up to different ways of thinking sure. about an event or about, you know, uh, you know, how you're processing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, guys, be there for yourself. Please. If you gotta, yes. if you gotta feel good about yourself, go look in the mirror and see how bad B you are, <laughs> or a bad boy you are. I don't know. <laughs> for all the boys out there, <laughs> we can't forget them. <laughs> oh man. And then number yeah. four, strategy number four, connect to supportive people. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to our last, our our depression episode, right? Mm -hmm. So guys, stay away from those people who are just dragging you (sighs) down. Mm -hmm. You need to find people who are supportive, people Mm -hmm. who want to see you grow, like genuine people who genuinely want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. That's how you work on increasing your self-esteem, on mm-hmm. increasing your self-worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine, like, and and I'll be honest, there's, you know, there are some people out there who, like, oh, yeah, I'm your friend. But then any chance mm-hmm. they get, they're, like, sliding a little, like, oh, comment to, like, make you feel less than them. Yeah. And oh. I have such a good radar for those people, <laughs> too. I really do, don't I? You do. I'm like, watch out with this one. Watch mm-hmm. out with that one. I have... And it's usually, and I'm not, you know, and I don't take it personal because Mm -hmm. it's usually people who have their own uh, self-esteem issues. Mm -hmm. And so they have to knock people under, other people down Mm -hmm. for them to feel higher. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I I hope you work it out, but that's not going to be me. You're not Mm going to knock me down and compromise my self-esteem so that you feel higher. So... Connect to supportive people, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm, that includes your BFFF from when you were in kindergarten. <laughs> like I, you know, if you, time doesn't matter. People change, people grow, pe- people go different directions. Like I also know people who are like, oh, well, um, yeah, this friend isn't really a good friend to me, but I've known him since I was in kindergarten. I just so? can't. It's like, that's great, but what is that doing for you? Because this yeah. friend does not care to see you, like, you, this... Grow. Grow. He's, he's talking you down. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, it, he's just not, he's not aiding in your, in your growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not, even, he's not supporting you in your growth, mm-hmm. like, or in your self-esteem. Like, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I think, my, I think my it opinion. Even, it doesn't just apply to 
to friends, but I think it applies to family too. That's true. You know, which yeah. it's hard to say, mm-hmm. but family can be toxic too. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer that blood is just blood, man. You know, like if you have family that's constantly putting you down or just like being super negative, like they're not supportive. It's like you, you're not obligated to be around them just because you're your family, you know, like yeah. set boundaries yeah you know because that that can be really toxic too and it can overwhelm you and you can feel stuck and it's just it's a recipe for disaster you know right right i completely completely agree Mm -hmm. yeah so i hope you guys find these four strategies um helpful to recap um strategy number one forgive yourself for past mistakes Mm -hmm. strategy number two practice self-acceptance strategy number three be there for yourself And strategy number four, connect to supportive people. All right. So now we're going to conclude this episode with a positive affirmations meditation with the purpose of building confidence in your own self-worth. If you're able to get into a comfortable position, sitting or laying down, close your eyes and focus on the heaviness of your eyelids. Listen to your breath. Pay attention to the rate of your breath. Now inhale one, two, three. Hold one, two, three. Exhale one, two, three. Inhale one, two, three. Hold. One, two, three. Exhale. One, two, three. And now repeat after me. I am at peace with myself. I am a valuable human being. I appreciate who I am. I value myself as a person. My future is bright. I embrace my happiness. I am growing and learning every day. I believe in myself and my skills. I am confident and value myself. All right, friends. So I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely week. And we will see you back for episode number five next Sunday. Take care. Take care, guys.